What happens when a blind man, a woman of color, and a child of immigrants get together to discuss how diversity, inclusion, and equity affect your business? Hi everybody, welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm UB, and I am the Latino white guy of the group. I'm Nina, I am the woman of color in the group. And I'm Mike, I'm uh, the blind guy. Hello, Choose Inclusion audience. This is Yubi, and welcome back to another amazing episode. Um, I want to say hello, first and foremost, to Nina and Mike, my co-hosts. Hello, team. Hello. Hello, hello. And I want to introduce two amazing people. Uh, I was connected with them last fall, and the work they're doing is incredible, um, and they hail from Israel, which I, I was lucky enough to spend about two months in Israel after I graduated college. Um, and it's just one of the most incredible places I've ever been to. Um, and I can't wait to get back. So I want to introduce Holud Ayuti and Ariela Rosen. They are co-CEOs of Present Tense, uh, which is located right in Startup Nation. And I'll let them talk about that in Israel. But um, hello, both of you. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Yubi. Um, we're doing great. Yeah, I, I, and, and Adiella, you were just saying you, you spent all day with 15 six-year-olds for a birthday party. So how was that? <laughs> oh, that was interesting. I, can, I, also, I even have a story for our podcast because one of the girls was asking me why I have a big behind. And I was trying to explain to her that it's because I'm fat. And she looked at me because she couldn't understand why I said, you know, that I'm fat because... She knows it as a negative word, so it was fun. <laughs> so I even oh, got geez. to educate a little bit on the way. Oh well, that's good. I'm, yeah. you know, it is interesting, right? Like children just ask questions. You know, there's no amazing. filter. Yeah. It's amazing, but it's also amazing to see that what what the six year old is thinking already, um, right? Because to her, it was already a negative word. So that was also interesting. How young we are when these thoughts are planted in our heads that's a that's a great segue actually it's a great segue because um as again as a token blind person um i again it uh (laughs) um i i don't i don't obviously see kids that say this but i hear them you know as i'm you know wherever it, it, it named name the location but i'll hear kids mommy why is that why is that guy have a stick you know, like it's, and then, and then you hear the mom, shh, 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 oh, don't, don't say anything. Right. Like it's this whole hush, hush, like, you know, so even at young ages, you hear kids like, you know, don't ask those questions, you know, so obviously blindness is something that is, is, you know, stereotypically like it's frowned upon on and that programming starts from a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Thank you for, for bringing that up, Ariela and, and, and Mike. And um, that it's not, you know, it, it's, it's one aspect of all of this that we're talking about because uh, I, so tell us about present tense. I, I think what you're doing is incredible. Um, and I want to, I want to bring that to the forefront and talk about the, the difference that you're making in people's lives in Israel. 
Okay, so uh, well, you began by saying uh, uh, we have two people from Israel, which is the startup nation, and absolutely Israel is known for being the startup nation. But uh, in, in, if we look at some numbers, in reality, about 9% of the entire population takes part of the startup nation, which is, which is not a bad number. It's, 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 it's quite good. Uh, but what happens with the, with, with the extra 91 or the other 91% is that uh, uh, this populations which are mostly underprivileged or socially marginalized or uh, social and geographic periphery uh, communities uh, are not do not have the equal opportunities as the people who are currently working at the startup nation as uh, entrepreneurs as dreamers as uh, you know uh, tech uh, um, uh, tech workers whatever we, they don't have the 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 same opportunity as as these people. So what we try to do at present tense is to bring um, diversity uh, into the startup nation, make the startup nation more inclusive and more diverse. Uh, and we do that by uh, making tools of entrepreneurship accessible to social and geographic peripheries across Israel. Um, we work uh, also in uh, East Jerusalem. And um, we have a variety of program. We have this concept that includes a couple of programs, which is also exposing uh, young adults, uh, youth in high schools, uh, diverse communities to tools of entrepreneurship by doing workshops and uh, lectures and uh, bringing them to tours at high tech companies and giving them as many information as possible for them to be able to make the decision whether or not they're interested in being a part of the of uh, this uh, startup nation and uh, in the end one of our, our you know we're most famous for doing uh, um, accelerators um, and business accelerators and tech accelerators and social accelerators for these populations to give them the the the, the tools and the know-how of uh, being an entrepreneur, of developing in the startup nation. And in the end for us, developing in the startup nation is not being a unicorn. It's not having ama an amazing idea, which you'll send, you'll, you'll sell, you know, and do an amazing exit with Google with billions of dollars. Um, it's more the realization that you have the abilities and the opportunities uh, uh, to, to take control of your life and, uh, and uh, decide uh, what's the correct path for you and have the tools to be able to develop yourself and your community financially and socially. Uh, that's present tense in a nutshell. <laughs> I love what you're doing because I think that um, one of the things that you're focused on in terms of creating an equitable world is really focusing on one of the economic determinants of, of making social change, which is really figuring out how to, can you build and support startups? One of the things I was hoping that you could explain to our listeners, though, is that, um, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are, are U.S. centric. So could you talk to us a little bit about, you know, what does diversity mean in the context of what you're doing in Israel? Okay, so, uh, oh, go ahead, Ariela. <laughs> I was uh, wanted to give you a chance to take a breath. So uh, th that's a great question, Nina. Um, Israel is is extremely complicated uh, in diversity and the way the communities are. I want to say sectored because unfortunately that is still the case. Um, 
So unfortunately, the, the politics affects it a lot. So we have the Arab community. Uh, we have ultra-Orthodox Jewish communities that are, those are the lowest numbers, lowest representation in Ethiopian community. Those are the three lowest representation communities um, in, uh, in regards to cultural backgrounds. And of course, we're also dealing with inclusion of um, different abilities, uh, people with different abilities and so on. So that's in a nutshell as well. And women, obviously, uh, only 24% of the entire startup nation is, is women. So uh, obviously inclusion also applies to uh, gender inclusion and inequality. Well, I think what I love about what you're doing, I mean, there's, you know, centuries of history. And uh, Holod, you, you talked about um, Jaffa being the oldest, probably the oldest city uh, in the world besides uh, next to Jericho, right? And, and right. What, what are the challenges that that history brings to what you're doing? Is there, are there challenges and in, in, in how do you approach those? Oh. Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, let's begin 5,000 years ago. Uh, Jaffa, uh, I am from Jaffa. Jaffa, if you ask me, is the most beautiful place on earth. And if you haven't been here, uh, and you should. Uh, but yeah, so, so the history that comes with Jaffa is basically the history or the conflict that Israel is built on. So it's the different populations, it's the different cultures, different religions. It's a, it's a huge and beautiful diversity of people who, uh, who have been living together for centuries and for thousands of years, basically. Uh, but in the end, it's, it's um, in the end, it's a periphery in a central area. So Jaffa now is uh, a part of Tel Aviv. It's Tel Aviv Jaffa. And Tel Aviv, if you look at rankings of startups, of development in the world, Tel Aviv is ranked always five or seven. So very, very high numbers. Uh, and Jaffa is never, you know, no one, no one really thinks about Jaffa or says Jaffa, Yafo, more specifically, Yafa more specifically. Um, so it's, it's this, it's this, um, how, how can I say it? It's, it, it's this mix, but also a conflict between the old, the very old and the very new. It's the startups, the technology, the development, the amazing new, uh, uh, things that are happening here day to day, uh, as opposed to the community that is left behind the old community, the locals. And what's happening now, I think this is something that's been happening, that is happening all over the world, that the old, the, the ancient, the historical is becoming something uh, really attractive for people. And so a huge movement of gentrification is happening from Tel Aviv to Jaffa, uh, where the, the, um, the citizens of Jaffa, the people who have been living here for centuries, are becoming uh, guests in their own homes. And, uh, and um, the new communities that are coming from uh, richer, more established populations uh, is, is, is denying people from Jaffa to stay here. So 
I think the answer that we're trying to give is that we're taking the local community in Jaffa, the Arab community and the, and the, and the older uh, Jewish community uh, here and giving them the tools to be able to face the startup nation, to face this new population coming in and, and, and take advantage of the benefits uh, that, that lie in this gentrification, in this renewal, in this, in this uh, uh, refreshment of uh, the city, this old beautiful city that we're living in. Well, I, you know, it, the one thing where that applies in my mind to what our audience is trying to do as far as, you know, creating inclusive spaces, right? So that anybody can, can see themselves being a part of that. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, a lot of the, the obstacles or even more so like I think about some of the excuses, right, that, that organizations have. And it, it just seems to me like, I mean, what you all are, are facing is 5,000 years of history, but there, there's so much rich, richness there. And, and, you know, there's so many things that you know, we can learn from that, but it, and, and there's so many different types of people there who can bring amazing different types of experiences to the table. You know, that there's, I guess that my point is there's no excuse to being able to build a, an inclusive place of work. Okay. And, you know, it's, it, it's, Mike always talks about this, you know, we were very intentional about the choose inclusion name because diversity is mandatory, as he says, and inclusion is a mindset. And, and so you have to, you have to choose into that and you have to build that and you can. Um, and, and I think you all are, are proving that in, in quite an amazing, amazing historical way, um, but bringing newness to it, to bring all of these people together who for centuries have many times been in conflict with each other. Uh, yes, and uh, and uh, I think that, uh, uh, like you said, uh, div uh, diversity is mandatory. It's not really mandatory here, but a lot of startups and companies uh, in Israel are stating that they are. They want to be. They need to be diverse, and inclusion is the is the is the hardest part. Uh, if we if we think about what's going on with uh, the Arab community, for example, in uh, in uh, in the tech industry, in startup industry here in Israel, the numbers are very low. It's about 1.4 percent of uh, of the entire industry, which is a uh, which is a really sad number, especially because the Arab population in uh, Israel uh, is 23 percent. Uh, so, um, and, and these 1.4 percent, they don't feel included and they, most of them are, in, are still in very junior entry level uh, jobs in the startup nation. Um, so, so in, inclusion is, 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 is hard work, but it's also, you know, absolutely, these companies need to choose inclusion. Um, there is still a long way to go here. So I, so and I've heard, and I'm, I'm, I'm super. This is Mike, and I'm super fascinated, especially with this, uh, you know, amazing part of the world, right? So, so, so culturally, you uh, diverse, uh, religious, like just all this, like this nexus, uh, 
Um, and I've heard, um, I've heard a couple of different things about the broader um, people with disabilities community. Um, and I've, I've heard that uh, Israel as a country is actually super kind of um, supportive of people with disabilities. Now, I've heard that as just kind of a blanket statement, but I'm curious, is that, is it the, is it the same blanket statement, let's say, within the Arab community as it is with, let's say, the uh, Jewish community as it is? is do, does, it, do, does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, I'll say, I think Israel does have a lot of efforts in... Um, <sighs> in incorporating, I will say, or in including, including or trying to, trying to support employment of people with different abilities. But I think that the problem is that the, the efforts are for very, very, um, very junior jobs and very basic skills. So there isn't an effort to actually provide access to to high to high um to high education we do have of course physical accessibility everywhere um but it's not it's not way it's not enough it's not sufficient i will say that present tense actually we had the first accelerator for assistive technology for uh, solutions for people with disabilities in uh, back in 2013 it was the first accelerator in the world and um, back then, there was also um, there was also a lot of feedback that you know it's there's no economics in it. There isn't an, enough of a big market of clients. And I'm happy to say that we can see now in 2021 that there's much just worldwide and not just in Israel, much more startups that are working for solutions for assistive technology and understanding the needs and even the. Um, the prospect, the financial prospect in that. Absolutely. No, I, lo I love, I love hearing that, that, uh, cause just in the United States, um, last year was the first, uh, the national center for disabilities. I, uh, NCD, uh, did the first ever, and it's sad in the United States, 2020, it was the <laughs> winter of 2020 where the first, uh, uh, you know, business pitch contest uh, co contest took place here in the United States. So, um, uh, so love hearing that uh, Israel was you know seven years ahead of uh, the United States on this. And they're just, um, I do believe that assistive technology uh, again is not just for this broader people with disabilities. And if you look at the global numbers, they, I mean, it's it's it, there's a lot of people across the globe that that needs some kind of assistive technology. So it's not a small demographic. So uh, love, love hearing what President Tense is doing with that. Is there, is there a difference though, culturally um, as well? Like, is there, do you see differences, you know, with the disability community or, you know, differently abled uh, community across the different cultures within inside of Israel as well? I can say about the uh, Arab uh, community that we are uh, still uh, developing this uh, muscle of uh, of uh, including uh, people with uh, dis disabilities and different abilities. Uh, there is a lot of progress being made, but uh, we began this conversation by talking about how different abilities are perceived in different cultures. 
So the traditional Arab culture still finds, finds shame in disability and not only in disability, in disease in general. So a person with cancer would never say he has cancer. Um, but uh, as the world progresses, the, uh, the, the, the Arab community is progressing. Uh, and, uh, and so there's, there is still, you know, it, there's, still, there's still a difference, um, but we're uh, moving in the, in, the, in the right path, I hope. One of the things that's um, obviously had a huge impact in the world and how we are approaching our work is COVID. How has that uh, impacted the work that you've been able to do at pretense? Or present tense, sorry. <laughs> no worries. It's one of the hardest names uh, <laughs> we, have, we could have chosen for working with uh, different communities. Present tense is not a very Israeli friendly, friendly name, <laughs> but uh, um, so uh, with COVID, I think COVID really hit hard for everyone, um, but uh, we were able to bounce back really quickly. And uh, we saw the benefits of COVID before we saw the, the you know, the bad things in this, uh, in this time. Um, I'll let Ariela talk about a little bit about uh, uh, some, of, some of our amazing alumni and uh, what they did during COVID, but we actually launched the alumni community of present tense during COVID. Uh, it enabled us to uh, host uh, meetups where people from um, different communities and uh, from all across Israel could, uh, could join. Uh, we even had a, we had a series of meetups in uh, Arabic when everyone, every single uh, you know, company and organization were doing meetups in Hebrew and English. Uh, we realized that there isn't enough uh, meetups in Arabic, so we launched a series of meetups in Arabic. Uh, and so to, the, to this series, we had people from the West Bank and Gaza who joined, which was amazing. So uh, COVID has enabled us to reach more communities, to reach more people, but it really gave us the mindset or the understanding that the underprivileged communities or people, the, 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 so, the uh, socially marginalized communities are the ones that were most uh, uh, affected uh, by COVID because um, when, uh, when, you know, when the general population was able to, or privileged population was able to just uh, uh, continue working from home by just opening a laptop or a, or a smartphone or a tablet or whatever, um, uh, people from uh, um, disadvantaged communities were, did not have the, the access uh, to, 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 to a tablet or a smartphone or even an internet connection. Um, so this is something that we are, uh, um, we are dealing with, uh, but, but yeah, it, 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 there was a lot of opportunities uh, in COVID for us. Well, I, I just, I, well, first of all, let me ask this question. What, how can, how can we help you? Um, uh, you know, besides, um, you know, hearing from you about the great work you're doing, what are some other th ways that, that we can help or that our audience can help? Thank you for asking that, Yubi. Um, first of all, uh, when we met you also, we told you that we'd love to come and have you speak as inspirational lecturers. 
uh, for alumni and for our community. And anyone that's interested in doing that or volunteering in any way is extremely welcomed. We're a non-for-profit organization. Um, and we're always looking for support, having said that. So we're happy to receive any type of support for that. That, of course, also we were affected as everyone during COVID um, and had to do everything, Lena, uh, to, to be able to continue working. Um, yeah, so Absolutely. we love any contact, uh, any requests to come and volunteer. Well, any any excuse to come visit you, uh, yes. So we'll we'll, um, we'll keep talking. Are we doing a road trip? Is this another road trip? This is another. This is part of the road trip. First of all, yes, Hulud. We have Hulud and uh, Badui that works with us. Are one of the best tour guides of Yafa of Jaffa. So you have to come. Uh, and regardless. Um, we are doing, as Hulud mentioned, everything on Zoom now, so it's really easy to host you as lecturers or as advisors in different uh, different sections of our accelerators. That sounds great. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you both enough. It was so great to connect again. And um, yeah, let's let's keep connecting let's let's figure it out let's keep chatting we would love to to support you uh, in a variety of different ways and I'm just excited that our audience you know gets to hear this global perspective we try to bring in a global perspective as much as possible because you know we're all in this together <laughs> you know and, and it's it's COVID has given us the opportunity to you know truly cross borders and it doesn't matter anymore um, so, so thank you again. Thank you for bringing your story for, for the connection. Thank you. Choose inclusion audience as always, um, check out chooseinclusion.com for, for this episode coming soon. And, and, and obviously our other episodes, um, and yeah, thank you both again so much. And thank you, Mike and Nina. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. So appreciate thank you, you and uh, what you do. Thanks, Nina. Thanks you, Baldo. Thank you all for this. And thank you for this opportunity to meet you guys and speak to you and your amazing audience. Wonderful. Thank you both. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can see closed captioning for this podcast on our YouTube channel. You can find us online on our website, chooseinclusion.com, and contact us on Twitter at chooseinclusion.